Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolts with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning. Time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, living a high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by FlyWithJT.com. That is FlyWithJT.com, where you can stay connected to everything we're doing in the high-altitude community. Lots of cool stuff coming down the road, so get yourself over to FlyWithJT.com. There's a, what I think, just kind of an age-old debate over what's more virtuous. Is it confidence or humility? And this, this debate continues to rage on in the high-performance circles. Do we need more confidence or do we need more humility? And it depends on what, kind of the, you know, what side of the fence you're on because humility, both actually, both humility and confidence are a bit misunderstood. On one side, there's this push to... Be more confident, to build confidence, and use it to advance in life. In fact, there's a lot of studies that prove that more confident people make more money. They advance faster in their careers. They generally rise further in leadership positions and so on. makes a lot of sense. There was actually a study done uh, by uh, Hewlett-Packard, and McKinsey Quarterly actually published it way back in 2008, but I thought it was compelling, something worth, wa- or worth talking about, and that was that it showed that men tend to exude more confidence than women, especially when it came to promotions. So what what this study that Hewlett-Packard did is they showed that men would oftentimes apply for a promotion. They would submit their application for a promotion when they only had 60% of of the requirements fulfilled. Now think about this. There were requirements that you had to have in order to fill this this promotion, and men would only have 60% and they would apply for it, whereas women would typically say until they had 100% of those requirements, they wouldn't even apply for it. Now, you might say, well, one of that is kind of being cocky or arrogant, and the other one is being you know, certain of who they are. And that's fine. There's an argument made for both sides, but I think we can both see that there is a sense of confidence. It takes confidence to go, you know what, I'll figure it out. I'm going to apply no matter what. And by the way, I'm not necessarily saying that's right nor wrong, nor am I saying that women are more or less qualified, but we've all seen this and heard a lot about it where women are more qualified than their male counterparts who are making more money, advancing up the ladder faster, so on and so forth. And so I thought it was a compelling argument and something that is worth discussing. What's interesting to me about this, though, is on the other side, there's also a massive push for humility, especially in the face of an ego-based society. But ego and confidence are two completely different things, so we have to not confuse these. Because when we say, well, I want to be more humble so that I don't fall down this rabbit hole of ego, we have to realize that we might be misinterpreting what somebody's behavior is. You see, ego is very self-centered, whereas confidence is selfless, or at the very least rooted in self-belief. 
ego is rooted in approval and validation. That's why you see a lot of people that need to flaunt their stuff. They have a need to project their wealth. They have the need to project their success. They have a need to project their accomplishments because that they have that sense of insecurity about themselves, and they need that outside approval from other people. Confidence is completely different because confidence is rooted in having a security in ourselves. Now, humility is kind of interesting, too, because it's got a bit of a dichotomy of its own. Humility is often confused with being meek or subservient or even the opposite of confident. We think when we see confident people that they have no humility. But that's not actually true. You can actually be a very confident person and be also humble at the, at the same time. So how does this work? How do we figure this out? Because that misconception can be very confusing. And what if there was a strong symbiotic relationship between confidence and humility? In fact, I truly think that you can see true confidence come through somebody when they're humble. It's been an observation that I've seen very many times. You see somebody like Richard Branson. That's a person that's extremely confident but has a sense of humility about themselves. You could see it in some of the best leaders in the world, whether it's in sports, business. It doesn't really matter. So let's talk about how to bring both confidence and humility to your mission. Because when we bring both confidence and humility into the play, that's where it becomes very powerful. That's where we as leaders start to find our true center of gravity. The first part is we have to take a collaborative approach. Because confident and humble people see themselves as equals to other people. They don't walk into a room and size people up. Now, they might do it in a sense to find, you know, kind of who are the strong players, who are the people that I want to associate with, who are the people I want to work with. But they don't size them up in terms of saying, who am I better than? Or who do I need to rise, you know, elevate myself via ego to get to? Confident people come from a collaborative approach. And that collaborative approach is if I'm going to work with other people, if we're going to work together as a team to go to that next level, then I have to see myself as an equal to the people in this room. Not better, not worse. Very important attitude to have. The other thing that the confident people and humble people both do is they build other people up because they have that ability to empathize and appreciate. Now, you don't have to, you don't have to agree with other people. You can even have a, a healthy argument with folks. You can say to yourself, you know what, this person and I, we just don't see it eye to eye, to eye but I can appreciate who they are. I can appreciate where they're coming from even if it's not my view, even if it's not what I believe, even if it goes counter to what I believe and think about. How can we collaborate? How can we go together and march the organization or march together forward? That's the collaborative approach. The other thing, the other part about being both confident and, and humble in your mission is to have what I call a catch and release mindset. And I'm talking more about criticism than anything else. Or it could be, you know, confidence, uh, it could be a compliment rather, either confident, compliments or criticism. Having a catch and release mindset about it. What that means is, is that we catch the constructive feedback, but we release the defensiveness, or we release the ego, we release all the stuff that, that could possibly clobber us, could choke us down. We want to receive it, you don't want to shut off, you want to be open to it. And have that attitude of, okay, I appreciate this. Somebody's giving me you know, honest feedback. They're saying to me, this is what I saw. This is what I observed. And this is how we can work together and how we can help each other. When we take an approach of saying to ourselves, hey, 
I'm going to catch the constructive feedback, but I'm going to release any of the defensiveness. I'm going to release any of the insecurity. I'm going to release any of the any of the part where I feel like I have to, you know, give an excuse or give an answer. All of a sudden, now we're in a place of our power, and that's both confident and it's also very humble. It's that listen and receive. It's that ability to actually process. What if somebody came at you, and they were critical of what you were doing? And more importantly, that person was somebody you didn't necessarily care for, perhaps somebody that had a different view than you did or different kind of views and values. It would be very difficult for them to get through to you. Would you agree? And I'm not saying you necessarily, but a, but a person. It would be very difficult for a person to receive that information if they already had that preconceived notion that, hey, uh, this person is not who I want to be around. You know, I don't really value them. I don't see them as, as, as somebody that, that I would appreciate or respect. If we can step back in that moment and have a catch and release mindset for that criticism where we catch the information but we release our prejudice – all of a sudden, now we have the ability to actually do something useful with that. What if they have a point? What if there's some value to what they're saying to us? It's not always easy, certainly not fun, but sometimes we have to take it and we have to receive it and see if there's some value to it. It doesn't mean you have to take it all on board. Some, maybe there is no value to it. <laughs> maybe the person's totally off the hook, totally off the handle but at least have that catch and release attitude so we can listen and receive and decide from that point if it's worth keeping. Next is to remember that it's not about us. As leaders, it's not about us because that would be ego. Ego is very self-centered, as I'd mentioned before. Confidence realizes that, listen, confident people know that their success is not possible without the help of other people. And while we may succeed, we may be the person in charge, it's not about us. I learned this the hard way, and frankly, if, if I'm being completely honest with you, there was a part where I had to learn it several times. My ego was in the way. When I first started flying in the Navy, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. That's what I thought was the, you know, my calling in life. I was instead selected to fly surveillance and reconnaissance, which means you go from being a fighter jet, which is more like a Ferrari, into a surveillance and reconnaissance platform, which is more like a Winnebago. So you go from, you know, a, a pilot and perhaps the backseater or, you know, just a two-person crew to a crew of about 12 people with differing backgrounds, somewhat dysfunctional at times. And now all of a sudden, as the pilot, you're not the hotshot. In fact, you're just one of 12 people. That took, that took some humility to learn that and to actually take it on board and to bleach out some of that ego, get rid of it. Not just filter it out, but disinfect it out of the system. Now, you have to have confidence to fly airplanes. And you have to have confidence to lead other people. If you walk around meek, if you walk around kind of beat down and browbeaten, and I've seen that too, all of a sudden people lose faith in you. They lose that confidence. They lose that sense like, can this person actually guide me through the bad weather? Can they guide me through the combat mission? And so there was, it was so important to have that healthy mix of confidence and humility. But we had to remember, as pilots especially, because everybody's like, oh, you're the pilot. But it's not about us. It's about the entire crew. It's about what we did together as a team. And it's one of the more important lessons I learned as both a leader and as an aviator that have carried over into my business career. The best advice that I can give you is to remember that both confidence and humility are an important 
cocktail that we have to drink on a daily basis. And it's, re- it's important for us to remember, especially as leaders, that it's not about us. Now, we might make big decisions. We might be in a position of leadership. We might make the bigger paychecks, and that's great. But it's not about us. It's about us being able to work with and collaborate with and cooperate with other people. It's about us being able to foster relationships with other people. It's about us being able to communicate the vision to other people so they can be in lockstep. If we fail in that, then we fail the mission. We fail our team. We fail the organization. And so it's not about us. It's about all of us. Finally, I think it's important to realize that passion is great, but poise is better. I love passion. I love passionate people. I'm a passionate person. But frankly, passion is not the thing that pushes the ball forward. Temperance and a measured response take both confidence and humility to be able to flatten out the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, to find a little bit of common ground so that the roller coaster of emotions isn't so dramatic. When we're high, when we're up, we're excited. When we're down, we're down in the dumps. That's not the place for leaders to be. And that's typically driven, again, by ego. It's driven by overconfidence or underconfidence. It's driven by, uh, you know, way too much humility that borders on self-deprecation. We have to be very, very careful about how much self-deprecation we sprinkle into our leadership and how we sprinkle it into our lives. A little bit's good. It's healthy. But if it goes too far, we, we go way past humility and we start going into a place where we become self-defeating and we become a liability to the people around us. In order to be an asset, we have to find that strength that comes from confidence. And we also have to temper it with that humility and realize that those two play so well together. It's such an amazing pairing. Again, a symbiotic relationship between the two. And it helps us be better at what we do on a weekly, daily, and even minute-by-minute basis. So confidence and humility are, you can think of it almost like a tug-of-war if you want. But to me, I see it as two Clydesdale horses marching in lockstep. And they pull that load together because they have the capacity to make us great, to make us better. We have to have that collaborative approach as leaders and realize that to be collaborative means that we have to have the confidence to lead. We also have to have the confidence to be able to pull the best out of our team. But we also have to be humble enough to see the value in each person that's on that team and to be able to extract that from that and give them their credit when the credit is due. That takes a humble person. We have to have that catch-and-release mindset for criticism. Both constructive feedback, we catch that, and then we release the defensiveness. We release the hurt, the pain, the whatever, the part where we're, quote, offended when somebody comes up to us and tells us something we don't want to hear. To be able to take that disappointment, that pain, that sadness, the whatever it is, the, the anger, the frustration, the, the annoyance out of the equation is extremely important for us. And that takes humility, but it also takes confidence. Think about that. Think about how confident of a person you have to be in order for somebody to tell you that your, your game's messed up and here's how to fix it. Sometimes we get that feedback from mentors, and it's easier to get it from a mentor than it is from a peer or, heaven forbid, uh, you know, somebody who works for us. But if we get that feedback and we as leaders have the confidence to listen and really take it on board, not just listen and not keep our mouth closed and nod our heads so that the person thinks we're listening, but to really listen and to take it on board, that is a gift. That takes confidence. I mean, that takes true, unfiltered confidence. That catch-and-release mindset for criticism, 
where we catch the criticism and release the defensiveness, where we listen and we receive. We process it. Even if we don't necessarily agree with 100% of it, we have to at least listen to it and receive it and process it and decide at that point through the process, the processing point, where we decide, hey, is this worth keeping? Does this person have a valid point? It takes a strong leader to do that. It takes a lot of confidence. It takes a small ego. It can be somewhat difficult. We have to remember that it's not about us. Confident people know that this is a team effort. Success is a team sport. And anything we create, even if you're a solo player, if you look at somebody like Tiger Woods, a golfer, if you look at Roger Federer, who's a tennis player, and you think, well, it's a solo sport. They did it on their own. We, it, it doesn't take too long to figure out that they did not get there on their own. There's a ton of support, not just from their families and their coaches, but from their sponsors, from their fans, and from all the people that never turned their back on them back in the day before they became big and famous. Same goes in business. Same goes in life. Success is always a team sport. And so when we think about that, we realize, hey, it's not just about us. Confidence means, hey, I can surround myself with the right kind of people. I can actually show up on the field of play and deliver when the clutch is on, when the pressure's on. I can show up in the clutch and do what I know I need to do. That's power. It's really powerful. Very, not only is it humble, but it's very confident to be able to say, hey, it's not just about me. I couldn't be here if it weren't for my team. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for the people who supported me. And to realize that, yeah, passion's important. It sure is. But I think it's overrated. Poise is better. Poise says, I'm confident enough to step up into what I have. I'm humble enough to know that uh, I will succeed with this, and that success nor the failure does not define me. And that sometimes it's going to suck. Sometimes the effort is not going to be fun. Sometimes it's going to be arduous hard work that seems like I'm talking to myself, that I'm getting nowhere, but it's still worth it. To be able to say that to yourself takes a tremendous amount of poise. And poise is a beautiful combination of confidence and humility. Every single day that we show up to our mission, every single day that we show up to our craft, every day that we show up to our life, we have to remember that both confidence and humility are so important. It's not a tug of war. In fact, if anything... It's a, strong, it's a strong bond that the two of them have. It's something that you can see in some of the greatest, strongest leaders of the world. So remember this. Confidence and humility are important in anything you do, whatever your mission is, whether it's business, your career, or your life. And when you show up each day with that confidence and humility equally paired, you will see just exactly how powerful it can be for you in everything you do. So step up to it, my friends. Create that confidence, create that humility, and see where it takes you today and every single day. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again soon. Get yourself over to flywithjt.com and download a complimentary copy of Flight Plan to Success. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you soon.